Hi. Hi. How are you all? Seems like we were just here. I know. This is our third episode in four days, and I'm already... I'm so already in, regretting is what you yeah. were going to say. <laughs> well, I was going to say... Eh, never mind. I was going to say, say it. my level of annoyance is at an all-time high. How come? Is that something I did? Yeah, somebody's back from Mississippi. Hey, That's tell, the reason why you're before annoyed? We start, yeah. Before we really? start filming, it's he told me... me. He told me two days was enough, and I need to go back to Mississippi. Oh, every once in a while, Tim. Every once in a while, he gets someone I can't stand to James Jag, but usually it's me. It's totally Joe. I don't know. <laughs> and I'd like to take the time to thank our spox- sponsors today. Our sponsors. Our Dr. Pepper 10. Is that Leonard Nimoy's makes underwear? Makes me feel like a real man. And Skyline Chili for gas. Neither one of them gave us any money, us. but they gave well. They did give me this free. Uh, they gave you. They sir. gave me. You. They. I am now sponsored by Skyline Chili. They just don't know it yet. They gave you that. They gave me nothing. Nothing. Are you sure? Well, that's loud. Yeah. When I let my lips off that, <laughs> those yeah. listeners of this water bottle that says Skyline, there's not water in this, Chad. Oh, was there? Did, why did you put Dr Pepper in there? I didn't. What's in there? Diet Coke. Well, why is there di- why don't you just drink out of the diet? Because all I had was a two liter, and I thought that looked too white trash for well, the YouTube. I don't want to say James's drink out of two dude. liters. I'm going to repeat what I said. <laughs> I thought it was too white trash. I wish I had a monocle right now. <laughs> I wish you had a monocle too. It but. sure would spiff up the show. Spiff and spoof. All right. So this is going to be something that comes out. Eventually. Eventually. On a day, which is not today. In in June. Now, what do you do in June, gentlemen? Maybe the July? Maybe sometimes at the first of the August? You you stay indoors because it's too bloody hot, and you're trying to avoid the melanoma. It's that time of year when everybody goes, oh, I hate the snow, I hate the winter, I wish the summer would get here, and then June hits... God, I wish the winter was here. It's hot. I'm sweaty. Hot. I'm yeah, sticky. Yeah, that would be James. <laughs> Actually, I always, and you moved to Mississippi. I always you didn't make school. that better. No, but they offered me more money, which made it better. I know. Well, and well, I can I tell say, you, there is a sucking sound. Yeah, there is a vacuum. <laughs> Every time we do this show, there's a sucking sound. <laughs> yes, but it's just usually the ambiance. <laughs> it's in the background. Of- I love those ET films and all those other ambiance films. That's Amblin. Amblin. No. Oh, I thought you were God. saying Ambulance, but there actually is a movie called The Ambulance. With James Earl Jones. Yeah. Is, yep. it, is it anything like the car? Because it should be. I think the ambulance picks up people and kills them. Kills them, yeah. yeah. I think that's 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 one of those Larry uh, Cohen films. I think you're right, yeah. And he just passed away. And, and uh, just for not that anybody cares, I reached out more than once. Coincidence? Well, and hold oh, on, let me be George Carlin. Obviously, you reaching out didn't make him not die. Obviously, him turning down Bonehead did not prolong his life. <laughs> so maybe the moral here is if you want to live longer, you should agree do the to be show when Bonehead. I ask. Right. Because I really wanted to talk to him about the stuff and cue the Wicked Serpent. And it's a lie. We also killed Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, we killed Harry Dean. Or did him not doing the show kill But him? at least we're not the Greers who killed a couple of people. Oh, and that other guy. Uh, oh, we did a whole episode. Burt Reynolds? No. Oh, you're talking about... Um, oh. Gremlins and Joe Dante. Uh, yeah. We didn't kill Zach Galligan. Oh, my God. <laughs> no reality. Yeah, I know you meant Dick Miller. Dick Miller. But I never reached out to Dick Miller. I didn't have his contact information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which means he did a better job hiding yeah, it than hiding. I have. <laughs> which means, once again, Larry Cohen, you failed. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? So uh, 
What is today's topic? Because it is June, so we are talking about... Well, what do you do when you're in June? You, you don't know, answer you, my question. You go on vacation. Where do you go to vacation? You're going on vacation in a couple of weeks. Where are you going? Scranton. You're not going to Scranton. Why wouldn't I be going to Scranton? It's well, have you ever been to Pennsylvania? We're going to lose <laughs> our Pennsylvanian subscribers. Have you ever been to Scranton? No. Pennsylvania, 65,000. That's why I'm going. You're not going to Scranton. Are you going on vacation this summer? I'm thinking about going to the Poe Museum. With whom? My kids. They need to. Why they, would you do that to them? They need to learn the gestalt of the Poe. I don't think that's what that word thinks. It Actually, means. it's yes. It means to be greater than the sum of its parts, and I would argue Poe's word. <laughs> they get to go sit on a bench and drink a big thing of Jim Beam. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I didn't think an incest joke when we were referring to his kids would be all that funny. Yeah, no, other no. than to me, <laughs> I went. To, I went to alcoholic side. Of yeah, what's that say about you, sick? person <laughs> no, something else. there we go it's funny because i'm sick yeah. okay no. i i just got back from the, the beach. beach that's yeah. right i went and visited leo yeah leo we're talking yeah so we're going to talk about danny boyle's worst film is it uh man it's it? do you think do you think uh which one do you which do you, i've never seen it which would you rather watch the beach or it's unofficial sequel which came before beaches Oh man, that's hard to watch beaches. <laughs> yeah, beaches. I said probably the beach because I've never seen it. Well, yeah, yeah. I've seen I'm beaches. Saying. I've seen so many beaches. We had we had a conversation. Sand, My son can say beach now. Yeah, we had a conversation. But it doesn't sound like beach, so no. it's real funny when he says "mom, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> but we had a conversation. Now off. you're messing with a son of a beach. <laughs> I giggled every time. Did not oh improve the God. situation. Now you know what it's like to be James. Howard Stern <laughs> made that show, Son of a Beach. Yes. That was Howard Stern produced that, right? Yes. On the FX for a while. <laughs> right? So we're talking beach movies. What were you going to say? Nothing. I was saying we were, we had a conversation off, 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 off mic last night about me hating Deborah Winger. Why? I just, what is it about Legal Eagles that tears you up? Every movie she's in, she annoys me. Just pulls me right Have out. Have you never seen Legal Eagles? No, that's never. the eaglist of the legals. I've seen Urban Cowboy. <laughs> now, does Oscar that star? Who else is in it? Sissy, get off that bull! <laughs> See, I'm quoting. Yeah, Urban Cowboy, <sighs> like a rhinestone cowboy. That's one of those movies where you go, do, "Why does do. it exist?" Do you hate the ranch? People Shoot. love those. I've never seen. I've it. I've never seen it. Oh, so yeah, we're talking beach movies. Do you, hate, yeah. do you hate Rachel getting married? I didn't see it. So, back to what we're talking about. You like the beach? I do like the beach. James, you like the beach? I mean, in small doses. I, I enjoyed the beach. We had a, we, you, If it hadn't been for the child, we'd have had a very good time at the beach. <laughs> so, I enjoy the beach. It's you know, it's, it's It can no, be no, nice. I, I like water. I like water. I like spectacle. I like fireworks. I know what I was saying. I like the beach. I don't want people to think that I'm anti-beach and that I want you to destroy the coral reef or nothing. Uh, but I, I do think, like, when it's hot and it's crowded, mm. that's not nice. Would you go to cool. Disney when it's hot and it's crowded? Yeah, I wouldn't if I had to, but there's no time left at Disney that's not at least somewhat crowded anymore. Well, that, that's true. Um, yeah, everybody got on those bandwagons. Yep. So, but no, no, I, I think the... Uh, so we're going to talk about beach. beach yeah. The beach yeah. movies. Well, and I think the beach is... Um, I think the beach is a classic vacation spot because other than getting there, 
There's no real expense. Like you go to Disney, you best have a few. Yeah, yeah once few you get you, you got to get there. You got to pay for yeah. your hotel room. And you got to yeah. take yourself out to some good seafood a couple of times, right? Well, you, or, but I mean, you know, there's there's there are literally the term beach bum does exist. People who literally sleep on the beaches, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, which sounds great in theory. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> I don't know. One of them turtles trying to make it out its way to sea gets up in your ear or something. Does that happen? <laughs> no. Are you uh, well, sure? it, no. It went to Chad. It, it would, would happen Chad. to you. Yeah. A pelican stole that cigar in your glasses that time. Yeah, it did. So, <laughs> in the middle image of a pelican wearing glasses smoking a cigar. Yeah. And for some reason, it has to sound like Harry Carey to me. <laughs> Chad. I got things from Chad. Would you eat the moon if it was made? <laughs> anyway. I, so we were talking. We we're we we're going to do vacation movies, and then we decided on the beach because vacation we thought was it too big of a topic, right? Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's all sorts of vacation. There's a uh, vacation where you just can't take it anymore and you kill yourself. That's a vacation, right? Um, that's uh, is that a cry for help? <laughs> yeah. Notice old, that none of you. Oh, there's that sucking sound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop talking. <laughs> you can still hear it. And yeah. So, beach movies. When we decided that we would do beach movies, I thought, oh my God, we've, we've done ourselves in. This is it. This is the, this is the final nail in the bonehead coffin. Mm-hmm. But no, we keep on rolling. Yeah, we keep no on matter rolling. who quits, no matter who moves to Mississippi, no matter <laughs> what happens, Bonehead comes out with an episode at least every other, if not every week. We, yeah. And yeah, this the, week... We haven't taken a sabbatical for more than two weeks in a long two time. Two or three weeks, I think, is the longest one. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some that we've done. Yeah, no, we've we've pretty much rolled. We're on, this, and we've, this is I like mean, a, this is episode eighty six. Yeah, we've thrown out a Facebook live even when we didn't do. Yeah, you know, even weeks that we missed. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, yeah. For a whole other show. Beach movies. How hard was it for you all to come up with some? No, I, I you know I thought it would be rougher than it was. But uh, I'm a gentle, kind lover. Um, and, and thorough. And thorough. I'm thorough. And let's be honest, I'm not doing any damage if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> and now we're under agreement that movies like Saving Private Ryan are not a beach movie. Well, there goes Joe's Fudge <laughs> dicks. Um, I don't know what else to say. I was trying not to say fuck. Well, there's, there's my one. one. There's my um, one. Out of seven. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but no, no. Oh, I have seven of the fucks. There's two. Oh my god. Well, you said I had seven. Yeah. I'm saving one for Christmas. <laughs> um, I sure do like to celebrate Christmas. <laughs> but, uh. But no, no. I, yeah, I mean. I don't want to be a Christmas without a fuck to give. That's genius! <laughs> for who? Me. I thought it was funny. So, um, one other thing, too. When you, when, um, on your list, because me and James had a topic about conversation before you got here i was trying to put down was there trial. any beach movies in the past 10 years because i couldn't find one in 10 years no okay uh, i'm sure there are but i can't think i of could one. not find because most of mine actually are the 80s and the 90s all of mine except yes. for one all of mine two two are 80s one's early 90s so yes. that that seems to be when the 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 beach movie kind of well went I away. think no nah, yeah probably I mean actually the heyday of the beach movie is the sixties oh yeah no I, no I agree with that. that and there's uh, one of mine that I'm going to talk about is a sixties film and if any of you take it from me I'll stay I didn't I only have one I only have one in the sixties yeah films. none of mine are in the sixties because I actually thought about it and I wasn't going to do bitch beat bitch. <laughs> I've done a lot of those <laughs> I just didn't know about it at the time. 
uh, Beach Blanket Bingo and yada, yada, yada in the Frank and the Net films. But I, I, I just don't, A, I don't haven't seen a ton of them. And B, I actually try to talk about things I really enjoy or at least have uh, some sort of connection to. Yeah. Yeah. Even when we come up with obscure ones, I'm sure Chad, you have an obscure. Oh, you I, have, a I have an obscure to... ones, uh, very obscure, and it's bad. Who's going to go first then? What's the if you're going to the beach this summer, or you're about to go to the beach, you should be prepared. We're going to prepare you for the movies that you should should watch, right? Yeah. So Chad, you go first. What is the movie they should watch before they go to the beach, or if they're at the beach, they got the Roku or oh, whatever. Oh boy! They stick it into the TV at the condo, and then they plug in the Roku. Ooh. Okay. What should so, they so, watch? So we're going to start off with a high note, are we? I I could go, but I no, think no, it'd be okay. funnier if you go. So uh, my first movie combines two things: the beach, yeah, and ninjutsu. Oh lord! Oh, does it involve? Um, no, you go ahead. Because if it's not, I'll save mine. Surf ninjas. Oh god! <laughs> is that happen at the beach? That is all. Yeah, it's at the beach. Is you Leslie know, Nelson I, I think you actually just inspired me, by the way, <laughs> to come up with a new third That's movie. You're at the beach? It's at the beach. It's, no, uh, it, it, it all takes place in San Jose, California. Well, no, I'm, I'm sorry. It takes place in San Jose, San Jose, California to begin with. And then it moves on to a, a, Asian, a Asian island, which is actually Hawaii. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, Leslie Nielsen is in it. He plays the evil Colonel Chi. <laughs> Um, I've it, never reached my chi. The lead star is Ernie Reyes Jr. Um, and it's actually the only time ever where Ernie Reyes Jr. actually started a movie with his father, Ernie Reyes Sr. Ah. Uh, Rob Snyder is a 30-year-old man playing a 15-year-old high school student. And then Philip Tan as Captain Ming. Um, so what is Surf Ninjas? Surf Ninjas is about a, a bro- two brothers who are adopted and they find out that they are the two princes to a, a a kingdom and that they each are destined to have specific powers. Ernie Reyes Jr. is destined to be a great warrior where his younger brother is destined to uh, see the, see things that happen in the future. Yeah. And do you, know, do you remember how he sees things in the I've future? I've never seen the movie. Ah, he, he has a Game Gear. Even when I was young? Yeah. That came out in the early 90s. 91, right? 92. Yeah, I thought that was a piece of shit when I saw the trailer. Oh, man, it doesn't get any better. Okay. Um, but no, when I was little, it did have... Because I love Ernie Reyes Jr. Okay. I think Ernie Reyes Jr. is one of those actors who just didn't get that break that he needed. And his name is Ernie Reyes, Reyes Jr. Which you can also see him in uh, The Rundown, which is another... Which is a really good... It's probably Dwayne Johnson's best film. Maybe not. He's 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 better getting... than Southland Tales because I'm oh, a pimp. My God. And pimps, pimps don't, don't commit suicide. suicide. But <laughs> by the way, if you're listening or watching, and you've never seen Southland, Southland Tales, Tales, do yourself a favor and go don't, out and check it out. It. Check it out immediately. <laughs> no, it no, has no. some great quotable lines. It has line. some great. There's a dream line. sequence with Justin Timberlake singing. Just do it. <laughs> right? There's a whole. Yeah. There's a whole. Scene. I, and it does. Rock delivers the line because he's accused of committing suicide, which tells you how weird the movie is. And his response is, I'm, "I'm a pimp, and pimps don't, don't commit suicide." suicide. And, and by, by the way, way that's how, true. Yeah. How can he be 
accused of suicide. Well, you have to watch the movie to find out. So, um, but, but no, there is a there is a reason why the little boy is able to see the future through a Sega Game Gear. If you don't know what a Sega Game Gear it, uh, was, it was a uh, Sega's version of the Nintendo Game Boy. Except it was, it was a, color, right? It was yeah. It had a color screen. It was it was, it was massive. It fit into both hands. Um, but there's a reason why it was used. <laughs> yep, I'm good. Keep going. Uh, I just <laughs> I'm realized, much more of a Game Boy myself. I just realized what he did. Oh, you were not. You just had the game. You didn't have the boy for it. <laughs> oh, I couldn't afford a boy. This, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the reason why the Sega... Childish. The reason why... <laughs> <clears throat> the reason why the Game Gear was used was uh, this movie was actually largely financed by Sega. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> Are you saying Nintendo had something to do with the wizard? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. What? A little Are bit. Are you telling me Mattel is the reason why I got all them gar- uh, Guardians? I got all them masters of that their universe. Yeah. Are you going to do your no. rest? So uh anyway, Leslie Nielsen played Colonel Chi, who uh he was half robot in the movie. <laughs> He had a half robot. Uh, his face was covered by a, an obvious robot uh, metal mask, and he had a robot hand because his face was stepped on by an elephant. <laughs> this is a plot point. This is a plot point. Um, and there's a whole thing Where about the it. hell does the beach come into play? The, because they're surf ninjas. They're they're on they're 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 surfers who t- t- discover that they're ninjas. And there's the whole the whole thirty minutes is them on the beach. The first thirty minutes of the movie's on the beach, and then. When they can't figure out how to get to Leslie Nielsen's fortress, what do they do? Surf. They surf. They cut down a whole I'm forest. I'm sorry, I should have said Uber. They cut down a whole forest and make surfboards in the span of about an hour. <laughs> a whole forest. And then, by up. the way, the other one of the other funny parts, because I actually watched this movie. This is the only movie I rewatched in, in, in prep for this show. Um, when they get on the ocean to surf, they, these are all supposed to be Asian characters. And suddenly, when they're on the water... They're not so Asian anymore. <laughs> They're white and African American. You're saying those are stunt doubles? <laughs> um, Wait, you mean Sally Field didn't grow a mustache to drive that? Yeah. That is crazy. And, and you have to look at it in high def. But when yeah. it, that one scene, she's clearly sitting there with a mustache on it. <laughs> so um, it was directed by Neil Israel. Um, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. A police academy. Was he? Did he police academy? He wrote. He's one of the writers of Police Academy. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. He. Uh, what I did see is that he directed a lot of TV movies. Uh, he directed Moving Moving Violations, uh-huh. Bachelor Party, and uh, one of my favorite road trip movies, actually, Breaking the Rules. Is that the one with Charlie Sheen? Yes. Ah, I've seen that too. I'm almost positive he's one of the writers, but I'll look it up. Yeah. Why? Why you're one of you are talking? Um. But what really shook me was the fact that this movie was written by Dan Gordon. Do you know who Dan Gordon is? Nope. The man wrote. Wyatt Earp, The Hurricane, and one of my another one of my favorite movies, Murder in the First. Really? He wrote Murder in the First and Surf Ninjas. Oh, he also wrote Passenger 57. But well, That's the best one. Yeah. Police Academy, he wrote Police Academy. <laughs> okay, I didn't see that he wrote Police Academy. So yeah, Neil Israel wrote Police Academy. Mm-hmm. He also uh, is a, apparently a songwriter because he, he wrote and performed one of the songs on the soundtrack of Surf Ninjas. Neil Israel and Pat Proft. Pat Proft, I'm friends with on Facebook and won't return my messages either. Yeah. But yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, it's. This is a terrible, terrible movie. But when we said we were going to do beach movies, it, it was the first one that popped in my head. As always, the, 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 the really bad. Well, no, I, I take that back. 
I'm recanting that statement. It wasn't the first movie that came in my head. The second movie I'm going to talk about was the first movie. James, who's going next? You or I? I, I can go because I want to get this one just in case anybody takes it. If you take this, if you take it's an my essential film, if you take my beach movie, I'm going to punch you in the face. I hope nobody takes the actual good beach. Well, no. I am going to have to do because you alluded to it earlier. The first Frankie and Annette oh, film, God. Beach Party. No, in all fairness, the Frankie and Annette movie. You can have that one. They're, they're way worse than Surfing it. No, no, no. Hold on. They did seven of them. Yeah. Yes. And the first one was Beach Party. The other, they were followed by Muscle Beach Party. Yeah. Bikini Beach, Pajama Party, Beach Blanket Bingo, uh-huh. How to Stuff a Wild Bikini, <laughs> and The Ghost in the Invisible Bikini. Those were the seven beach movies. But Beach Party gets the credit for launching the Beach Party movie. Brian Wilson of the mm-hmm. of uh, the Beach uh, Boys Beach Boys is an extra in it. He has denied that, but it has been confirmed by Turner Classic Movies, a bunch of other people, and he actually also co-wrote some songs for one of the sequels. Um, the plot. Do you know the plot to Beach Party? I have, I'm assuming. I, I didn't know oh that. Is, 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 is this which one's Rickles in? It's not this one. This one has the, the reason I had to do this one was who's in this one. But an anthropologist is the plot. Professor Robert Orville Sutwell is secretly studying the wild mating habits of Southern California teenagers who hang out at the beach and use strange surfing jargon. After he temporarily paralyzes Eric Von Zipper, the leader of the local outlaw motorcycle club called the Rat Pack, uh, who was making unwanted advances on Dolores... She develops a crush on the professor. Now, the professor is older. Not Dolores. Uh, and Dolores was played by Annette. Her surfing boyfriend, Frankie, becomes jealous and begins flirting with Ava, a Hungarian waitress. Meanwhile, Sutwell's assistant, Marianne, further <gasps> develops her crush on the professor. Von Zipper and his gang of gang plot to bring down Sutwell, only be thwarted in the end by the surfing teenagers. Sorry to spoil the full movie for you. But the best part about this is... The beach is pretty much ran by Big Daddy. Do you know who plays Big Daddy? Joe. Orson Welles. No. Even better. Come on, you're thinking about a surf film. Who would be in the 1960s? You have to cast a surfing Big Daddy. Who would that be? I actually don't know. I have no idea. I couldn't even guess. Other than... I was going to say Ernest Borgnine. No, it's Vincent Price. Oh, Oh, yeah. But we haven't got to Dr. Gold. Vincent Price... (laughs) played Big Daddy. And it was one of the first times that in the credits they did a line that we've seen in James Bond films since then, in Avengers movies. I actually have never seen it. It ends with Vincent Price, um, who has, it says, Vincent Price will return in, or soon to be seen in, The Haunted Palace. So when the first AIP started using Vincent Price, because Vincent Price worked for AIP, so of course they would cast him in a beach movie. The best part of the film if you're a Vincent Price fan, is his line. He literally shows up at the beach and there's a pit and he goes, The pit! Bring me the pendulums, kitties! I want to swing! <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. And there probably was a big dance song. Oh, you know there was dancing. It was a beach party. Oh my god. Go to the beach party? So, yeah, that, that was the entire I've movie. I've never been to a beach but party. But Joe's right. The 60s did that. And what's funny is they created... AIP did it. Originally, they sent... Um, 
I didn't realize the, AIP was the first ones to start doing. The it. writer of of this movie, they sent him to Italy to just find a film they could license effectively and bring to America. Mm-hmm. And they went to a beach movie, and he said, "None of this is usable. It's all terrible." But they but they liked the beach idea, and so they just hired him to rewrite it and make it American. But it was all made to cash in on Elvis. Yeah, yeah. They, they needed a counter to Elvis. I'll get to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so there well, were seven... What are you smiling about? What are you smiling about, bitch? No, not sm- I mean, beach. Uh, there were seven films with Frankie and Annette that are the classic beach party movies. And then they later on did a movie. I segue! All right, I'll stop there because evidently Joe's going to have some sort of hemorrhage. I do got to tell, tell a story that I didn't get to tell about Surf Ninjas. Um, so uh, my mind was blown today. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> about light switch work. He ain't been the same since. One of the many, many awful jokes um, in this movie is uh, Ernie Reyes has to introduce a uh, Dalai Lama type figure at his school, and it's called uh, he's called the Baba Ram. Ba 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 Ram. Ba 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 ba. So he turns into Baba Ram. Now here's where my mind was blown. I did not know that the real version of that song was Bar- Barbara Ann till today. You're shitting me. I this is not. what you were Seriously? telling Christy and yeah, I upstairs. Yeah, yeah, I did not know it was Barbara Ann. I, you have said things to you me honestly, and done things to me. I have less respect for you over that than anything I else. seriously for years have thought it was Baba Ram. Oh, real quick, I'll, I will throw in. Um, I was like, who the hell is, why is there a girl named Baba Ram? Did, do you know the, uh, uh, throwing out real quick, William Asher directed um, Beach Party. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know William Asher's other claim to fame? He Some people call him the godfather of the sitcom because he created a bunch of sitcoms, including Bewitched. Oh, yeah. And during that time, he was married to Elizabeth, Bewitched, Elizabeth Montgomery. Montgomery. He was married four times. He married a lot of people. <laughs> As most people have. And I've only do. got one. <laughs> yeah, the rest you're of never, you feel like you've just dropped the ball. You're never going to catch up to uh, to William Asher. Everybody in my family's got three. Oh, well. Anyway, Segway. Segway. This movie. Get on a Segway and run into a wall, please. This movie. Who's kidding? It wouldn't even move. Gives you... Bu- <laughs> the Segway or the wall? <laughs> it Sorry. Won't move. Actually, it won't move on the beach. It spins in the Sorry. Sun. You can make a Barbara Ann. A man that, may, that may, didn't know that it was Barbara Ann is throwing out fat jokes. <laughs> this movie has Bob Denver. This movie has Alan Hale Jr. This movie has Jerry Mathers. This movie, this movie has Don Adams. It was directed by the great Lyndall Hobbs, who did nothing else <laughs> yeah. of, of import. It had Pee Wee Herman. I have no idea what you're doing. Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello in Back to the Beach, 1987's Back to I the was Beach. Back to the Beach. That's the one I alluded to that you almost had a hemorrhage over. That was the only one I really wanted to do. Never heard of it. What? Never I remember when it. it came out. I do too. We watched it like a dozen times on, I, oh, on I never, video cassette. I never watched it, but I knew because Annette... You've never seen it? I knew Annette was ill, right? That was when her she was in the early I think, stages. Did she have Parkinson's? Uh, she had. Or she's dead now. Yeah, yeah. She had. Uh, she made teddy bears. Um, did did you know that? I don't. I, I think she got sick sometime after. I don't know when she died, but Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello in 1987's Back to the Beach. 
I can't believe it. Have you never seen it, James? I No, I never watched it. I, uh... You all have no idea what I'm talking about, no, then. No, so no, in no, I, no I, multiple I, sclerosis I, is what she had. MS. So I yeah. feel that there's a ton of our audience out there, and by a ton, too, that are going to remember not, that Pee Wee Herman has a huge dance number at the end of where he does bird as a word. When you were making the joke earlier, I thought, oh my God, you know about that. And I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't take that away from me. No. Now, you guys remember, have got to go watch Back to the Beach. There is a, literally in the third act, Bob Denver plays the plays the uh, plays the bartender. Alan Hale Jr. plays the bartender's little buddy. Really, I uh, I remember when it came out because my parents were talking about it, and they said, "Well, that they were talking about you know Annette Funicello had announced that she was ill, um, her diagnosis, and they said, well, at least they're doing one last movie together because they did do so many movies right. together.'" So, Frankie and Annette grow up and have kids in the Midwest. They return to L.A. to visit their daughter who is shacked up with her boyfriend and tries to hide the fact, oh my God, living in sin? They begin to have marriage problems when Frankie runs into Connie, who has erected a shrine to him in her nightclub. Their punk son is joined up with the local surf toughs and things all come to a head when the toughs challenge the good guys to guess what? What are they going to challenge him to? A surfing contest. A surfing duel. That would be correct, sir, because it's an 80s comedy. No, You know what? Here's my problem with that, though. Yeah. I don't care. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm going to go ahead and make an assumption. It is not the best surfing duel ever. Chad, what's the best surfing duel ever? Come on, they even made action figures of this. No idea. Snake Plissken riding the wave next to Peter Fonda in Escape from L.A. No, it's Joker and Batman in the 60s Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They made action figures recently. I'm sticking with Peter Fonda and Snake Plissken. I I would kind of go with Joe on that one. (laughs) Kurt Russell and Peter Fonda, that horrible CGI shit. (laughs) Woo, Snake! Listen, Batman and the Joker, Cesar Romero, mustache painted over... Riding surfboard against a back projection wins every time. Let's get back to school. So, back, back to, to school. The beach. Back to the beach. And I can't believe house. you guys. So, it was one of those that played in my house quite a bit. I, we rented it, and I think it played on HBO and other things. Oh, oh, that's, the reason I kinda, I'm, that's the reason why I'm kind of shocked you all never watched no, it. No, never watched it. And there really is, in the third act, for no reason, Pee Wee Herman has a dance hum number in the middle of it where he does Bird as a Word. By the way, the director of this, she didn't do much. This is the only movie she ever did. I don't think it was a big success. Lyndall Hobbs. It may not be a sheen. Lyndall Hobbs. I don't think it was a sheen. Yeah, I just said they they didn't do much. I looked it up earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think you guys should check that out. I don't know where you find a copy of it. I honestly thought one of you all would take this from me. No, no, I didn't. I mean, I... I can't believe you've never seen it. My parents watched the original, or, well, they didn't watch, but, I mean, they, they... all right, Surfing if you are listening or watching right now, will you Damn please it. comment back and let me know who there has seen Back to the Beach? Because I didn't think this was all that obscure. I was going to get on him about it having a, high, a lower ranking than uh, Surf Ninjas, but it has a 5.8 and Surf Ninjas has a 5. You know why? Dance number with Pee Wee Herman and Bob Denver's even has a joke where he picks up a coconut. And says, oh, I was stranded on an island with a guy that could have taken two of these and built a nuclear reactor but couldn't fix one damn hole in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> see? Yeah, that's good. good. That's you. That's right. See, folks, that's good writing. That's quality humor right there. Because he's Bob Denver. Yeah. And he was Gilligan. Yeah. Do yeah. you want me to send that on home <laughs> actually, to anybody else Actually, here? first, he was Maynard G. Krebs. Yeah, in the life and times of Dobie Gillis. Yeah. Well. His name was Maynard G. Krebs. 
got the information and none of it's all that important, nor has it gotten me. No, I, I do remember when it came out, but it was not something. All this right. May, this may shock you, but while your mother loved Greece and things like that, unless it had John mm-hmm. Wayne or Clint Eastwood on a surfboard, it didn't play often at the Thomas House. Well, that would have been amazing to see John oh Wayne do a beach movie. That would have been the Can best. I wonder how they would have kept the toupee on. Yeah, no. <laughs> By the way, if you're da, 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 or watching, da, da. John Wayne was bald. Yep. That yep. wasn't his real hair. Yep. Just Sean, Sean Connery. Burt Reynolds. Sean, Sean Connery. Connery they, they, all these people Most of the Bond films. Yeah. All right. I hit the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't believe you've never seen Back, Back to, to the, the Beach. beach. So uh, my next one's probably going to be my favorite beach movie of all time. What beach movie can you say has 42. a amazing... Lip singing rock song, a Godzilla attack. Back to the beach. And a boat race where a car oh, turns into a boat. Or what movie can you say where the director has a adjective at yeah. the beginning of his name? <laughs> and if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Savage Steve Holland and One Crazy Summer. That is a good one. That, that's probably more fun than Back to the Beach. Yeah, but hey, you haven't seen Back to the Beach. I haven't, but I'm pretty I sure I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I'm either. pretty sure it's not as fun as One Crazy Summer. I don't know. Um, I haven't seen One Crazy an- Summer in a long time. Oh god, I watched it a few years what? ago. Hey, and my movie doesn't have a Murray in it. Nope, your movie has a Murray, and it has one of the best movie scenes in history with a Murray in it. The beans in the lawn chair. Been a long time. I remember. Um, so anyway, let's, uh, well, we'll get back to that. So One Crazy Summer came out in 1986. It stars John Cusack as Hoop McCain, uh, Joel Murray <laughs> as George Calamari, Bobcat Goldwaith as Egg Stork, Curtis Armstrong, you know him as Booger in Revenge of the Nerves. Oh, it seems like we just talked about this yeah. in the last episode. And, uh, if there was a name that he played other than Booger, uh, a character with a better name than Booger, it may be this one, Ack Ack Raymond. Huh. <laughs> Savage Steve. Why don't we give Savage Steve on the show? I would love to get Savage Steve Holland on the show. If you're listening, Savage Steve, I'll be shocked. <laughs> um, and there's and I'm yes. gonna, I'm going to get into his career in a second. Um, but it also starred Demi Moore and then um, Joe Flaherty. If you know who he is, he's he was huge in Second City, SCTV, and, and also uh, a previous mention from our character actors episode, William Hickey's in it. William Hickey. Um, but no, Savage The Steve, best of the Bill Hickey. <laughs> Savage it's Steve. opening a sweet can of Tab. Sorry mm, for that noise. Um, tab. Drink Tab. They sponsor Bonehead. But Savage Steve Holland, uh, he's not. also known for Better Off Dead and How I Got Into College. In fact, One Crazy Summer was his follow-up to Better Off Dead and it stars Joan Cusack. And um, a lot of people actually call John one, Cusack? What did I say? Joan. She not in it either? She, I don't she might be. I've actually never seen Better Off Dead. Um, but anyway. Um, I want my $2. <laughs> but it's actually called uh, Better Off Dead Goes to the Beach. Oh, really? That's what one crazy... Sometimes Some people call one crazy some of that. Um, but uh, Savage Steve Holland, uh, he does a lot of TV work now. He's actually directed all the live-action Fairly Odd Parent movies. But one thing I didn't know about Savage Steve Holland... Um, does he still go by Savage Steve? Yes. Still listed as Savage Steve Holland. Uh, he wrote he wrote all the episodes of Eek the Cat. Which is an early '90s animated show that aired really? on Saturday mornings on Fox. It was a fantastic show about just about a cat who's just constantly getting hurt. Everything he tries to do, hints his name Eek. So it's not bad. It's not bad. It's actually pretty funny. And um, you know, it also uh, One Crazy Summer is also well known for its animated uh, intro and ending mm-hmm. where it's they're, they're pretty gory. 
involves a goofy rhino who just gets basically because John Cusack is an artist, right? Right, he's an artist in the show, but it's also Savage Steve Holland who's really doing the artwork. Um, it was a, it was actually this was actually also written by Savage Steve Holland, but no, there's just so many memorable moments in One Crazy Summer. Like I mentioned, there's a scene where Bobcat gets stuck in a Godzilla outfit. Yeah. And he's throw, he's being run across town, and then at some point in time, he actually ends up on a tiny set and destroying it. Everything, um, the villain is um, just every stereotype of an '80s villain. Jock, you could is actually there, and it's amplified a hundred times over. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the the spoiler alert: the boat race at the end is epic. <laughs> race boat race. Um, do they have to do it to preserve some sort of school they, or club or beachfront? You are very act. You're right on point. Have you not seen One Crazy Summer? I have. It's been a long time. But yeah, I no, haven't seen it. Since. They have. They have to win years. the boat race to save the bar. Oh, they took the bar. They took the whole. Oh, I gotta save them for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So I give them out there. Yeah. But no, if you haven't seen One Crazy Summer, it's definitely worth watching. It is just every typical '80s cliche move it's in it and it's it's done in an entertaining way and it has an amazing cast i think the knee-jerk reaction would be to do a double bill with better off dead but i think a better double bill with that would be that and uh summer school yeah agree i, I that's a hell of a night yeah oh but man summer school doesn't hold up uh, there's still some scenes in. There's i've some seen scenes summer in. school and i know what the problem with summer school is that there's an actual plot points that have just been Deleted. Yeah. If you go back and that you never noticed. Like, why is Mark Harmon in a strip club? Vroom male strip club. <laughs> there's a and everybody goes to the kid. Oh, there's a guy that shows up at the end of the movie. You go, oh, the one that's stuck in the bathroom. No, there's a whole actor who was at the beginning of the movie and at the end the of the movie, movie and is nowhere else. I have that's directed by Carl Reiner. Yeah, I know. I would love to ask him. Eh, yeah, what happened, of Carl Reiner? Because you would think he would have enough tool to go. No, you can't cut this stuff out. <laughs> but anyway. No, but we're talking One Crazy Summer. It's definitely worth watching. Yep. James, what do you got? So, the extent that some people love the beach... I like and, the beach. And the things that they'll do to go there... I love is the beach. best summed up, the extremes, by author Robert Klain. Do y'all know author Robert Klain? No. no. Robert Klain is American... I know Robert Klein. Novelist. He wrote novels first. Went on to be a screenwriter and then a filmmaker. He's directed a couple things. Um, graduated from UNC Chapel Hill. Started by writing his debut novel, The Horse is Dead. Uh, his second novel was called Where's Papa, which was adapted by him into a feature film directed by Carl Reiner. Oh. And starring George Seagal. Uh, for a screenplay, he received a Isn't writer's George guild Siegel? Whatever. He's going to keep going. Writers okay. Guild Association of America Award nomination for that. His third novel was adapted into a feature film, Fire Sale, which starred Alan Arkin. And what would you do to do, follow that up? Well, of course you would write a screenplay about two guys whose boss wants to kill them and lures them to his beach house. You son of a bitch! Him. You son um, of a bitch! And that film, he you didn't direct it. You son of a bitch. That's my pick, too. He That's my pick, it. you son of a bitch. It was directed by Ted Kotcheff. Do you want... I have a list of Kotcheff's films oh, so people would know. As do I. 
So because <laughs> Oh, but you look up the director, but nobody cares about the guy that created the entire really. world. You know what? He gave us First Blood. He gave us Uncommon Valor. And he gave us the most important film ever. Switching channels. Thank you. I thought you were going to shit. You also forgot. Did you say North Dallas 40? No, I, it was too good. I have it here, but I wasn't going to say it because North Dallas 40 is probably his best film. Yeah. Well, Robert Klein. <laughs> switching channels is amazing. It's Robert Klein. That's all his girl Friday, which is which is based on, which is, uh, what's it called? It's not called The Paper. It's called um, Shit. So what were you going to say about Robert? Well, Robert Klein used his cloud after he wrote the first one, and it was, the first movie is hated. Like, Weekend the Bernies is hated by critics. Well, yeah, um, but it played. It's fun. Oddly enough, when we were in Florida, we had HBO. It was on again thirty some years later. By the way, this every is, day. Can we just point out this is the first time in the in the 85, 86, 84, 85 episodes we've done where we've all three picked the same movie. Yeah, I had. It, it's right here. It came out on a budget. Like of, I said, so much so that I put down his whole filmography. Did you mention what Robert Killian also did? Because I, I tuned out. Oh. Oh, well, <laughs> go ahead. He uh, wrote National Lampoon's European Vacation. Yeah, I was about to say. Walk yes. Like a Man and The Man with One Red Shoe. Oh, Walk Like a Man. That's Howie so, Mandel. I uh, loved it as a kid. I, I love it as a kid, too. Like now. Um, it's not. Just FYI, for people who love weird B-movies, the cinematography on that, on Weekend at Bernie's, was done by Francois Portat. I may be mispronouncing that. He was a French Canadian, a uh, French Canadian cinematographer, who did not only cinematography for that, but also Killing Them Softly, Heartbreak High, Separate Vacations, and of course his final film before he passed, Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, Johnny. Oh. Um, but Clayne went on to direct the sequel. Yes, he couldn't direct the first one, but they did let him direct the sequel. I was hoping there'd be a trilogy where he started to decay and all that was left was like, you know, a hand with some meat left on it. But yeah. but it didn't happen. Um, Oddly enough, I've met I, I'm the guy, the, the hired hand who... Well, I'm sorry, James. Go ahead. Well, uh, so the movie stars Andrew McCarthy, Jonathan Silvermore, Terry Kaiser. Silverman. It's, it's, Jonathan Silverman. Sorry, I said Silvermore. From the single guy. Holy shit, he is going to cost us another interview before yeah, yeah. it's over with. No, I was trying to jump ahead. Catherine Mary Stewart, Don Calfa. Don Ka- whom I've met. Yeah. Yep. And he is in Return of the Living Dead at Burton Ernie. Um he's a really nice guy. He's dead now. He's in a great episode of Barney Miller, too. Sorry. Yeah, Are you fine. forgetting somebody? Um No, I wanted to bring up that it also is it Terry stars. I, uh, hold on. I'm jumping to He's in a great important. episode of the Golden Girls. I, I'm jumping <laughs> plays to an a, Elvis impersonator. Yeah. I, I, I Beatles impersonator. I'm jumping to a more important one. You can get back to yours in a second. But it was the first film of Jason Walliner. W-O-L-I-N-E-R. Do you know why that's important? Walliner. No. Why? Um, he directed episodes of The Last Man on Earth, NBC's Parks and Recreation, Nathan Few, John, John Benjamin Has a Van. But more importantly... He directed and co-wrote all of the uh, a lot of the episodes of the ambiguously gay duo, oh. and his start in film was Weekend at Bernie's. Why do you pick Weekend at Bernie's? It's not your type. Yeah, of it's movie. not your type of movie. He and I understand, but no, that's no, not you. What I love playing with corpses, but we still haven't talked about the most important part about Terry freaking Kaiser. Terry Kaiser, who is. He plays a dead man, and he's amazing. He's actually not a bad actor whom I don't understand didn't be... 
didn't get more work. He's yeah. actually also in he, Friday the 13th Part 7. He yeah. plays the uh, psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Yeah. He's got 140 acting credits to it. 151, so. I believe, is the actual number. More than 140. But, I mean, I don't know yes. that people know who Terry Kaiser, Kaiser is. is. They so, know who Bernie he is. He was born in 1939. He is still acting to this day. Is he real? Yeah. He's, his, his he's played H.G. Wells in an episode well, of Superman. Why don't we get him on this show? I would love to talk to Terry Kaiser. Andrew McCarthy, Andrew, oddly enough, uh, now is a director. He directed a lot of, uh, what's the George R.R. Martin uh, Night Flyers? Oh. And he actually, uh, he, he co-founded with his partner, actress Joy Lay, a uh, acting school now in Texas. Terry Kaiser? Austin, Texas, yes. I we should get Terry Kaiser on the show. Let's yeah, I mean, that. you Let's know, he, and most of the time he just has that little crooked yeah. face, and it's it's hysterical from the beginning to the end. Did you know um, that uh, when they originally came up with this movie, what their intent was? No. It was originally a Corey Feldman, Corey Haim vehicle. That makes sense. But then, <laughs> It really does. That makes sense. Yeah, it me. makes sense. But, but I was going to say... It, I have diverse interests. I can like this. No, Rolling Stone. It's not usually your movie. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone actually oh, gave it a negative review. I watched him almost blow Tarantino in an interview the um, other day. Well, he he, he he did not have that feeling toward this movie. I, I it, it was close. It was more. It was more sucking than me to the Greers. Uh, then calling it tasteless and crude. Uh, said it was impossible to drag one tired joke around for nearly two hours. Like Bernie, the movie ends up dead on its feet. Roger Roger Ebert echoed the sentiment, uh, (laughs) just arguing that movies that center on dead bodies are very rarely funny. One out of four stars. (laughs) Uh, However, it was was critic-proof. It made $30 million on a $15 million budget, and then the re-airing rights and all that stuff over time has made it... The sequel was not successful. No, 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 no. It's it's not a good movie in the sense of, of a well-made film, but I actually have... I watched it's it when we were at the hotel room. Yeah. It was on two or three times. I'd catch the 20 minutes here, 15 minutes there. It's very much... A, a, I think, to me, and to I'll be honest... And I don't know if I don't care for either of the lead actors. I think one I of like the, Jonathan Silverman. I don't, I'm Andrew McCarthy. Mm. I think one of the reasons that it sticks out to me and is that it's probably the first black comedy I saw. It may have been at that age. Yeah. At that age, yeah. because I mean, there's, there's not, and the eighties weren't exactly known for black comedy either. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably why it stuck out to me as a. And, and by the way, it's also a weird thing of Andrew McCarthy's two movies where he dealt with a kind of a lifeless corpse because yeah, mannequin, mannequin, <laughs> and that's another one that critics hate. Yeah, that it has a has a soft spot, a soft spot in a lot of hearts of people. Mm-hmm. Mannequin. Mannequin versus Splash. You can only save one. Which one do you save? Mannequin. All right, dude. I'm not... I would never turn either one of them on for enjoyment. I, ah, Splash, because there's John Candy. I would... Uh, I don't know, though. When I was a kid, I G.W. Bailey's oh, in Mannequin. You know what's funny? He said he wouldn't turn either one of them on for enjoyment. That's the way his wife felt about him for years. <laughs> oh! Yeah, well, nobody turns me on. <laughs> But that also had Meshach no Taylor. But we're talking about Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> All right. Uh, Are we done with Weekend at Bernie's? Who try, whose time is it? It's yours. I just went. We got time? We got time. Uh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, no, I'm kind of screwed. I mean, I got three more, but you son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> so, what Too movie cool. was directed by... I'm going to start doing this like Chad. Came out in 1980. It dealt with two young... 
adults falling in love, having a romantic affair by themselves along the beach. It was directed by Randall Kleiser. This blew the game. He gave us Grease, <laughs> Fly to the Navigator, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. It starred Christopher Atkins. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm, you guys ever heard of this little movie? Yeah. Christopher Atkins and who else? You know what? It didn't pull up her name. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I son of a bitch. What's her name again? I don't know what movie you're talking about. Yes, it's Blue Lagoon. Blue, the Blue Lagoon. Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. Good yes. god! After surviving a shipwreck, set in the Victorian period, the kids are forced to raise themselves as they enter their teen years with no adult supervision, following the death of their fellow castaway. That movie's terrible, right? With a paradise setting as their backdrop, no one to enforce social norms, the pair falls in love and creates life for themselves. So basically what it is, is I can remember watching it as a kid, so this is probably the reason. It's a I'm, remake, by the way. I'm it's jacked up. a remake up. of a remake. I don't know that it's terrible. I haven't seen it since I... They actually made a sequel. Yes, yeah, Return, Return to, to Blue, Blue Lagoon. Lagoon. 1991. Yeah, so Blue Lagoon, Chad... Yep, I saw it more than once. My mom liked it for some odd reason. And it played a lot in my childhood. Incest. Which is a sentence I never wanted to say ever in my life. But they're basically on the shipwreck. They survive. They're cousins. They're they're brother and sister. Oh. Really? Yes. I thought they were brother and sister. Are you sure... Uh, tell the story of two young children marooned on a tropical island in the South Pacific. Two young cousins. I'm sorry. You're right. Yep. You're right, right. Two cousins. They're marooned, so it's not as bad. I actually think it's more interesting with a brother and sister. Because you're a perf. I don't think it's because of perf. I just think that's more interesting idea. They cut that whole scene out of Flowers of the Attic. Yeah. Well, that's true, right? Yeah, yeah, Isn't yeah. that more interesting? Anyway, the storytelling aspect. I'm going to stand by that. Probably shouldn't die alone on this hill, though, as we move along. <laughs> So the one captain who's with them dies, and it's just the two of them. They have to grow up, and then she gets pregnant, and then they have a baby, and then they're saved. Huh. And um, then they never talk to each other again. So the, do you know the history of that movie, though? It's based, I on, it's based on a trilogy of books. I've never read the books, no. Uh, the Blue Lagoon was a novel that was written by... Let me get this out. So you need to watch this with your seven-year-old at the beach. Yeah. Henry Devere Stockpool, mm. first published by T. Fisher Unwin in 1908. It's the first novel in the Blue Lagoon trilogy, which also includes The Garden of God, which came out in 1923, so 15 years later, and The Gates of Morning, which is 1925. Hmm. Um, I wonder what the other two books are about. Uh, so the, the novel ends, it's kind of a cliffhanger. They're, they're running out of food yeah. by the end. And um, a ship comes across one of the lifeboats because the, uh, they try to get off the island. And they find three unconscious bodies. Uh, and there's a bush yep. of fruit. Uh, a twig off of a... Yeah, they pull up a bush to eat off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got one berry left on it. And one of the, the captain finds them. And are they dead? That's how the movie ends. No, sir. They're asleep. And it's ambiguous whether or not they'll be able to revive them. Yeah, that's how the movie ends with the uh, berries that'll yeah. kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, boy, that's good. Boy, it's a long time since I've seen that. I forgot all about it. So, yeah. 1908 was the novel. It was originally actually adapted into film. The reason they made the sequels is they licensed it for a silent film, The Blue Lagoon, in 1923, which starred it uh, Molly Adair. And, Joe, you're going to giggle, and you are too, Chad. Dick Crookshanks. <laughs> Why would I giggle? 
because you're a pervert. Richard Straight Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> the Blue Lagoon was remade again in 1949, a film based on the novel starring Gene Simmons and Donald Houston. It could not have had the same plot in 1949. I would imagine. I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. No, don't. Um, don't. Let's not kill. The, let's not. Yeah. Um, the film has major thematic similarities to the biblical account of Adam and Eve in the 1949 yes. edition. There you go. Right. So they made it more biblical. And then remade in 1989. Now, for those that are diehard... yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Re, for those that are diehard, the Lifetime remade or did a new version called Blue Lagoon The Awakening in 2012. Ooh, made um, the Johnny's tickle. Uh, and, and that was the cover. Probably not as high. The, look it up. The cover for it is not yeah, exactly... It looks like Jerry yeah. Paddleduck. Uh, that version starred no one and nothing. Um, but it, Christopher Atkins does do a cameo in it because he needs the work. By the way, you stole my thunder on that. I didn't do I'm that to you. So... You took away my Blue Lagoon. All right, first you son of a bitch. You took away Weekend at Bernie's. No, I was just, I knew the Blue Lagoon had a literary Have history. It? Have you seen it? The, 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 not the silent Have you version? Seen the, no, the version I'm talking about. Uh, yes, because it used to air on Fox every 15 minutes, because I guess it was cheap to get the rights to. Oh, really? In the afternoons. See, the mornings, you had your Blackbeard's Ghost, your Tron, or your World's Greatest Athletes, because they cycled those every weekend. And in the afternoon, <coughs> it uh, Blue Lagoon. I never watched it, because I ready? it was boring. Yeah, well, he's... He... He stole my third That's one. It's not boring. So I'm going to pull this one right out of my ass. If you take my third one, I'll kill Trust you. Trust me, I'm You've not. You've already taken ours. Oh, I'm sorry. You there, you four-eyed devil. So speaking of... Uh, yeah, I'm going to steal your thunder by doing this. What? I'm just going to read the plot point. I'm just going to read this description from IMDb. Randolph Spencer and Martin Brubaker were ex-Navy SEALs turned mercenaries who hired themselves out as soldiers of fortune for a very high fee. Nope, that's not my third one. Nope. On their mission, Spence and Brew rely heavily on Thunder. Oh, God. Which was a souped-up, gadget-ridden speedboat originally this built by is Spence. the second damn time this has been brought up to me in the last five days. Seriously. Yes. For the U.S. government. I am talking about Thunder in Paradise. Because it got argued about whether it was an original movie or was it a show or did they do the show and break it up and they were arguing about it on my floor and they came to me. So this is the problem with people knowing that you're a geek. I've never seen them. I don't know. I don't know. have the answer. Stop asking me, Andrew! So the movie, it was originally a movie that was actually a pilot to get a TV show made. Right. So that's what it was. It was a made-for-TV movie that uh, was actually syndicated. Who was the other Thunder? So it's The starred, Barbarian. It's no, Thunder. The Thunder, Thunder was the boat. It starred Terry Hulk Hogan yeah. and, and uh, Chris Lemon, who you would know as Jack Lemon's son. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Carol Alt. Your aging superstar, Carol Alt. But <laughs> That's a line from Family Guy. It all took place on the beach. They worked on the beach. Uh, and it was a vehicle to have all the former WWF slash WWE wrestlers appear at, like, for example, there's a scene where Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Jimmy Hart are playing volleyball for some weird reason. Um, I played volleyball once. <laughs> once. Uh, it was created by Michael Burke. Who, You're just reading. I am. I'm just reading because I pulled this one out. Uh, he, uh, But he also created Baywatch and he wrote the Baywatch movie. 
And he also wrote Baywatch Nights. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Thunder in Paradise, which is a beach TV show. So this guy is pretty much just a one-trick pony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's my third pick. James. Thunder in Paradise, because Weekend at Bernie's was pilfered. That now, means you he, stole it. He would have done it before it got back to you anyway. No, he wouldn't have. He would have done, no. I've got three or four here. I was going back and forth. I still have two more. So go for it. Because I have to be more prepared because that uh, son of a bitch, four eyed devil, stole I seriously thought, I I seriously thought you, nobody would bring up Weekend at Bernie's. I really? was afraid one of you would take this from me because it was a worn out VHS by the time that I saw Your it. Your mom's a worn out um, VHS. <laughs> Let's say Let's, no, she's a Betamax. <laughs> Your mom's a wore out Betamax, uh, which means that your table fit. So you all are familiar with a- Acapulco Heat, right? Yes. No. Okay, so Acapulco Heat. You know, I there am, were two I am familiar with the Guatemalan scratches. 1993-1994, Acapulco Heat was a show. They tried to revive it with two of the original cast members in 1998-1999. I'm not bringing it up for that. I want to say the guy that tried to launch the remake has three credits to his name as director. Acapulco Heat did two episodes of the relaunch in 98-99. Five years earlier, 1993, Young Goodman Brown. Mm. But his first film is the beach movie that I want to talk about. And that would, of course, be the epic film Surf Nazis Must Die. Oh, gee. I almost brought this one up. Um, I've never seen it. I've actually never seen it. Here's here's a one-sentence summary from IMDb. When the son of a gun-wielding woman is murdered by neo-Nazi surf punks in the post-apocalyptic future, Mm. his mama hunts them down for some bloodthirsty revenge. Now, this is a trauma film, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. It's um, It was Peter George, who was the director, came up with the original story. The screenplay was done by John Eyre, Eyre uh, and it, it is the only thing he ever did. Um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't know if it was a trauma film originally or not, but it's linked to them now because it's a lot of their references. Uh, it stars Gail Neely as Mama Washington, Eleanor Mama Washington, uh, she did. She um, she's a naked gun two and a half. Surf the smell of fear. Surf Nazis must die, and Earth Girls are easy. They are. Uh, I've been told that's that's pretty much most of her credits. She's the best friend, and it doesn't matter. Um, I don't care. I've never heard of this piece of shit. Why are we talking about it? Because when I was thinking about beach movies, I'm like, what piece of crap scarred me for life that happened at a beach? And this is what I came up with. It literally stars no one and nothing. No, it's 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 a very low budget film, um, but that's the plot to it. Is is there surf Nazis, and she has to fight a team of surf Nazis with guts. And there's a quote: "Taste some of Mama's home cooking, Adolf." <laughs> I want to see it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a terrible movie, but like I said, by the time I got it, it was a worn out VHS, and this is true. It wasn't even at like movie warehouse, which in Moorhead. There was an IGA in Carter County that had three shelves of movies that they rented out. Yes. And it was one of them. So they only had maybe a hundred movies total. And somebody there at some point convinced them, you know what you need to get to rent out. Oh, don't worry about E.T. Nobody wants to see that crap. Get Surf Nazis Must Die. And it worked. Because there... It took me a long time to get to see it, even when I was younger, because my brother was like, you've got to see it, you've got to see it, we got to see this movie. 
and it was always out. Okay, so let's be honest. We're going to go into a background history of uh, movie rental places because when movie rental places, when they had movies to rent, a lot of times, because VHSs weren't sold, right? so uh, to the public, so VHSs cost $100, $200, sometimes $200, $300. Mm-hmm. So Surf Nazis Must Die probably was a cheap buy for IGA. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because I don't think Troma was charging a lot if it is a Troma film. Which it is Troma. It was Troma. So. Uh, now, they're... they're I didn't know this is something I just looked up. Um, Troma has now released a director's cut of it. The original cut, Joe, if you are interested in seeing it, don't worry, it won't take up much time. It's only 80 minutes, unless you get the director's cut, which is 85. Oh. Uh, Popular character names are... um, Ooh, ghost. Scare the crap out of me. uh, Same here. Popular character names used in the movie are, and you can guess who they're named after, Adolf. Eva and Mengele. Uh, and another fun quote from the movie is Not Mengele? Whatever. Uh the the whatever the the point is another, one of us has a PhD. Yeah, and I don't have to pronounce German names. Um not yet. Uh <laughs> but keep with these politics. Another another quote from the film, Joe, is oh, Adolf screaming, more. I am the Fuhrer of the Beach. Um this is awful. Why are we still talking about because it? Because I think if this is my turn to be Chad and pick up something that nobody will find ever. And, well, I'm going to uh, go to the IGA in Carter County and get it. Uh, that IGA went under, but if you build a time machine. Uh, one thing that is relevant about this, though, is that when it was released in the United Kingdom, which shocks me that it was, uh, they had to remove 25 seconds of footage of, this is a quote, nunchuck and sword violence. Hmm. So Surf Nazis Must Die, if you see an American cut, you will get to see all the nunchuck and sword violence. So we all get three, and this is my final one. I'm having a hard time. Should I go with the one I like, or should I go with the one that is probably more... Well, well, the whole thing is the one you like, so So go do it. But it's not as fun. Okay. Is is he going to do Jaws? No. I have some honorable mentions. The Jaws should... I mean, if you're going to the beach, watch Jaws. Uh, Unless you're that guy that was in Hawaii and got ate by a shark. It really was playing when I went to the beach the first night. And and I did name my son Quentin, and it's Quint. And people think it's Tarantino. It's not. I really just always liked the name, and it's probably from Jaws. Because they call him Quint in Jaws. So, yeah, Jaws is good, but no, that's not the one, too. Which one should I do? Come on, tell I me. I said do the one you like. All right. I say do the one not that Chad says you well, should not Okay, do. so I'm going to give you a little information about it. It's Castaway. Oh, yeah. It's actually... I, I actually, I came close to doing that one instead of Weekend at Bernie's, but I... Castaway but, uh, uh, is yeah. one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you two know that or not. Yes. I, I saw it the first time when it was called Robinson Crusoe. Mm-hmm. It's, it, no, it's more interesting than that. It's not as interesting as Swiss Family Robinson. It is Shut your horse mouth. God, Robinson Crusoe is, is it's a literary classic. I prefer sir. Robinson Crusoe on Mars, but that's fine. Anyway, I it's more interesting than that. And I know I re I rewatch it probably every other year or every year and it's on something and I'll just stop and watch. It it may Chad's gonna stab me, but it's probably one of I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's right up there with my favorite Roberts and Meccas films. It was written by William Broyles. It actually stars Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks had the idea for the movie. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks said, what would it be if we actually did a movie about a guy who was stranded on an island, if you did it realistically? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the thing is, is Tom Hanks, had, I don't know how popular this story is or what or how many of our viewers know it. Tom Hanks had to lose a lot of weight. Yeah. Well, you couldn't just do that overnight. And this was made in the 90s where they did use CGI. A lot of things are removed in the island from CGI. And I think it has some great CGI in it. Yeah. Even for the 90s, it looks fantastic. Did that come out in 90 or 2000? It I came think. in 2000, I'm pretty 2000. sure. 2000. That's what I was looking at. It still looks fantastic. Yeah, 2000. The interesting part of this movie is that, well, you couldn't just do that. So you shoot... And then you shut down a movie for six months to wait for Tom Hanks to lose weight. What I find fascinating, other than I love the movie, is that they did a whole other movie in between so that they could make that financially responsible decision. And that movie was What Lies Beneath. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, one of lesser Robert Zemeckis films. It but is. it was a huge hit. Yeah, it was? Yeah, it's Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I know look it up. It was a yeah, big yeah. hit. I know. Yeah, it was yeah, a hit. yeah. What lies beneath. It's him ripping off Hitchcock. He even said in the making of it, yeah, I thought whatever Hitchcock would do is what I'd do. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's okay. I don't particularly care. for I don't it. care for it either, especially because you see the you see the the the, the twist coming twist from a mile away, away. Yeah, a mile away. Like twenty minutes in, you know. What yeah, it's it was like, yeah. oh yeah, Harrison Ford's totally killing people. Yeah, yeah. Right? Did I just ruin it for everyone? What? what? Indiana Jones killed ten people. But Castaway, and I think it is a cliche, well, hold on, it's probably, what is the word I'm looking for, you two? Uh, the ending, the crossroads, it's a little, I wouldn't say it's tongue-in-cheek, but it's very much on the nose. Oh, yeah, it beats you over the head a little bit. Uh, slightly it? a bit, and I notice it more now than I did, but I still love that movie, and I, 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 I just love the idea of, once again, because I think it, gets part of my personality of I don't think that there's any like not necessarily and I don't mean this soulmates I don't know that that thing actually exists I don't these people and their prince charming or prince or their princess or this was meant to be I don't know that I ever believe in meant to be in life it's just who I am Mm -hmm. and I think it's a perfect movie for me that just underlines that that you make the best of what you got and life goes on and you do go breathe and you do the next day in fact so much so that it beats you over the head with it did i get too serious for you all you guys are looking no, at me weird. Just, just, do you guys believe it meant to be <laughs> if it's meant to be it'll be <laughs> baby just let it be you know, right. i'm yeah. just curious no i you know i i i you want to hear what my follow-up was? What I, what yeah, I was struggling yeah. was? I almost did Blue Hawaii because we really should have done an uh, Elvis film. Well, no. And, and I, I'm, I'm kicking myself. Actually, no. Elvis you did it. You should have done You should have done Blue Hawaii, sir. Well, that's you kind of the one. Though. No, no. Clam bait. Clam bait. What? Blue Hawaii was directed by uh, Norman Torog. Torog? I can't say his name. He did seven of those Elvis movies. Did he do Clam bait? You know what Clam bait's about, right? Nothing. It's about a Clam bait. He also directed. Uh, it was just supposed to be. A he fun also movie. directed Doctor Goldfoot and the Bikini, Bikini Machine, Machine for you, by the way. Vincent Price. Yeah. Who there were two Doctor Goldfoot films. Yes. Uh, Doctor. That's uh, how successful they were. Yeah. Because. So yeah, Castaway. I, Castaway takes place at the ocean on a beach, and it just means you know, a lot to me. I love that movie. Um, and about how depressing the beach can be. It's sentimental. <laughs> it is probably overly sentimental. Is probably the word I was looking for. I, I apologize. I get that. I still love it. You know, the the part, and I saw that movie in theater, and I, I'm not a big fan of it because I think it is, um, I think we've seen that story too many times. Uh, to me, it's almost, it's, it's, 
the David Crusoe, the being standard, the Alexander Selkirk stories, mm, all of those. Yeah, you done. see, you see the. Uh, I, I disagree because I think you see that plot device too many times, but I don't know. You don't that's see the, the emotional story. toll that uh, being alone on alone, an island. I don't, and I don't know that a lot of actors could have pulled that off except Tom Hanks. Yeah, I, I think. Well, and I maybe it's because and watch it. I think. It's the same reason I love Wally. There's 30 minutes of that movie where you're just sitting around. But I th- and maybe like that's maybe the reason that I feel differently is because I've read Robinson Crusoe, and when I read oh, it, good for you. You can bring that yourself. Um, and if you read about Alexander Selkirk, who Robinson Crusoe was based on, um, who they picked up, he had clubbed goats to death that lived on the island and built clothes out of them. So just imagine pulling up to an island and there's a goat where a guy going, hey, can I go home now? <laughs> four years, four months stuck on an island. That's a true story. Alexander Selkirk, look it up, it's a story. Wow. Um, and that's what Robinson Crusoe was based on. But don't you think that's more of an adventure story? Not for Alexander Selkirk, it wasn't. You know what I mean, smartass. <laughs> Robert well, Crusoe is more of an adventure story. Where I agree with Chad, uh, Castaway is an emotional toll. But I think there's other stories that look at that idea, and I'm going literary, and maybe that's the problem. Because, I mean, you've got Shipwrecked, you've got all those, and, and the I mean, movies Gilligan's that were I, Gilligan's Island dealt with it a little bit. So. <laughs> No, Gilgas but... Island dealt with shipwreck just the same way that uh, 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 Watson dealt with World War Two. You know what? I, you know what? I think the Hogan's Heroes. I think a movie about being stranded that has more effect on me than, uh, and not a movie, a, a a television show that has more effect on me than um, uh, Castaway does is actually. Uh, the Twilight Zone episode where the guy opts to stay behind after they get the option to go back to Earth. Is that because his girlfriend blows up? No, 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 that's the robot one. But it's the guy, he's been in charge so long and when they finally get rescued he realizes he'll lose power and then at the very end they all leave and he goes, wait, wait, come back, I want to go, I want to go and he's stranded. And I think that to me, because he, he has willfully made himself that way and he realizes his mistake mm. and then he's stranded there. Um, and I think that plays different to me than... Because I think my problem with Castaway is it, it, it's all very convenient. What's convenient? He makes it. He loses a woman he loves. His life's ruined. The guy's friend, die, his wife dies of cancer. He's missed out on all these things. And he comes back as a broken, different man who under, has a different understanding of life. I agree, but... Uh, there's, I, I don't know that I agree that that's yeah, convenient. I, I don't... Yeah. And he, the shit that because, he goes through to build you, the thing to raft to yeah, get off the island? Because, yeah. you know, when, when he crashes, you, you're actually experiencing the fear and isolation of, what do I do? Yeah. And, and then, the dental work. Well, and the dental work. Yeah, I don't know that I agree that it's convenient. And then, and then his men, and then the mental collapse. And, and then, you know, him telling the story of going up to that tree... It it's it's oh we're it about the suicide yeah, the yeah, su- yeah, yeah, takes, yeah and then you find out about it later yeah and then you find out about it later I mean it's, do, it, that's told after he gets off the island yeah yeah it's so, it's alluded it, to yeah it's alluded because to. he doesn't want to go up there to get the videotape right so it's yeah I thought it was pretty no and I mean it's 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 a well made film it's all of that I just uh, uh, it it doesn't have that effect on me in fact uh, the more he talks about it, the more I like Castaway <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's no deer hunter. Oh my god! All right, so all right, we're almost done, boys. Is there any notable? Um, 
Uh, you know, one movie that I do have, to, one, oh, and it's a franchise of movies. We gotta wrap it up? No, it's a franchise of movies. No, but, we gotta wrap it up. No. Uh, it's a franchise of movie that You I just actually, said franchise three times. Because you keep interrupting. I don't oh, know yeah, why. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> oh, you all want to pull this today? Really? You all want to pull this? Um, I actually, I, I said to my wife, I'm like, beach movies. And she said, you know, this is weird, but the first movie that I think about when you say beach movies... Um, is the first Pirates of the Caribbean film. Yeah. And I got to thinking about That's it. That's a good one. It, it really is. Unfortunately, they made a bunch more. Well, you know, but I was actually thinking about it. the beach scenes. If you just, if you boil those movies down to the scenes that take place on beaches, I was like, those are some of my favorite scenes in the movie. When they're stranded with Kira Knightley and he's in. Oh, he's fine if Kira Knightley's on the island and he's stranded and there's rum. Oh, my God. And that entire scene and where he has to reveal how he really got off the island. And even the sequel where uh, there's the weird crab creatures and they're all supernatural and mystical. I'm like, those are fun scenes. It turns out those movies are great as long as you don't leave the beach. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Pirates of the Caribbean was an honor of mention. And then Finding Nemo I thought of because it's I beach adjacent. Finding Nemo was on a couple of lists, but I, Is it a I beach movie? I don't think of it as a beach movie. It's an ocean movie. It's a beach movie. How's it a beach movie? I don't think it's a because beach movie. Because there's these birds on the thing that go, mine, 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 mine. Well, that's not on the beach, though. That's off of the, that's right next to the doctor's office. Which is... Dennis's office. Beach adjacent. I don't think it's beach adjacent. <laughs> How do you know? Did you look, Did you call a realtor? No, but... Do you Isn't it in Australia? They're in Australia. Australia. Yeah. I don't think it... I don't think Finding Nemo is a beach movie. Okay, fine. I was trying to do something for the kids. Clearly, you need to stop. At least I'm not sitting here. Megan's law has pointed this least, out time least, and time again. At least I'm not sitting here talking about how I used to watch Blue Lagoon with my mom and have incest thoughts. Weirdo. I didn't have thoughts about incest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for making it awkward, Joe. Uh, What's your notable mention? Uh, go ahead. None? I mean, Jaws. I, I, that's, yeah. that, that's the beach movie. What did you just do? Nothing. All right. Jaws. <laughs> that's, that's the one. In Great White. <laughs> you know, what's some of the Jaws ripoffs? And by the way, you mentioned the Meg. Jaws. Great White, Orca. I finally watched Meg. And? It's all right. It's all right. You, you know, my, I, I, I hate, need to read the book Y'all sometime. mentioned Jaws, and it actually made me think of all the land shark things. Oh, like, okay. Alive. Fine, I got, I got an honorable mention. Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach. Beach. And that should have been what I opened up with. Yeah. Because actually, that's my favorite Police Academy It is. Movie. It's my favorite. It's that one and not the first one are yeah, the two yeah. best. Five, Miami Beach. And five, yes, without I mean, Steve Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Steve Gutenberg gave up and said, I'm done washing my hands. I'm giving up the ghost. Yep. And it got better. Anything with G.W. Bailey is going to be amazing. <laughs> just like Mannequin. Yeah. And yeah, Short what is, Circuit. What is, what is Steve Gutenberg up to nowadays? He's about 5'10". No, he's still <laughs> acting. I don't... Uh, anyway, we're off topic. <laughs> uh, Lava Lantula. Almost all of the cast from Police Academies and Lava Lantula came out a couple years ago. What? On Sci-Fi what? Channel, Lava Lantula. They're, they're tarantulas. They're made out of lava. It was mm-hmm. on the Sci-Fi Channel. It had the, the guy that did the voices. It had him. It had Michael Winslow. Yeah, Michael Winslow. You yeah. saw him at... Daytona, Daytona Beach. There yes. you go. So none of y'all brought up the Descendants with George Clooney. I yet. saw it on every on every one I was looking at, and I did not think of it as a beach movie. I don't movie. think of it as a beach movie. I think I like it. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. No, not a beach movie. I, in fact, if you're going to the beach, 
and you say, should I watch this Oscar-winning movie for best writing, The Descendants, or should I watch Police Academy 5, Miami Beach? Beach? I'm telling you. How about From Here to Eternity? I wore movies, and you yelled at me. No, I, I didn't yell at you. Uh, well, Chad good. yelled at me for not bringing up movies that I've already brought up, and we brought that you up know, during like, war movies. Another one, probably, that we could have mentioned in classic. No, movie. we're not talking about Gidget. Okay, we're not going to talk about Gidget. Uh, and where the boys are. Yeah, I'm just joking. That's actually one that I have seen, and then I should have. Where the boys are. Because Gidget spawned Sally Fields doing the TV series. Yeah, The Flying Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it all goes back to Smokey and the Bandit. By the, way, by the way, how many seasons did the Flying Nun run? Long enough to get syndication. I don't know why that nun gave Lincoln such a hard time. He <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't get, keep her grounded. I can't. Oh, God. This is not funny, but I can't breathe. North Shore? Yeah, no. No, you're kidding. I think we're good. All we're right. Good. Point Most break. Point break? Nobody? Okay. I, uh, point, yeah, point break was on some list, but I didn't want to do it. It's just never. I, it's, I, it's, I, don't, I don't have I don't, an attachment yeah, to yeah. that movie. I don't, don't understand why people Well, do. and when I think about beach movies, I don't think about any of those. I wanted to bring up some that were on those I, lists. I think there's of Surf Ninjas. A, there's a couple. I think Surf Ninjas. That's directed by Catherine Bigelow, right? I think she's extremely talented, but I do not. Only a movie that was her last two. I love to hurt Locker. And uh, oh, you almost said North Dallas Forty. Didn't almost you? said North Zero Dallas Dark 40. Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty is her best film, not The Hurt Locker, but Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to we'll go watch. Now, I want to. I really want to watch Police Academy Five now. I do I too. All this you've said. By, I want to I go watch that in one crazy summer. Uh, by the way, Asylum, if you're watching, we will write the Ouch Trunk, which is our version of the Hurt Locker. And FYI, the last movie that we should have done that I can't believe you all did, and I'm sorry, I've been going back and forth and was going to say it and didn't put it down because I thought one of you all would do, is Summer Rental by John Candy Summer Rental, which is actually directed by Carl Reiner, which is actually one of the most movies that I loved growing up and I still like. You don't I, care for Summer Rental? I prefer The Man with Two Brains. That's Summer... Wait, well, summer, that, summer... Summer Rental is... He goes on vacation. He's an air traffic controller, yeah. and he decides to go on and vacation. He's very stressed out. He's yeah. very stressed out, and then they end up at the wrong house, and they get him, and then there's a beach access, and Richard Crenna takes his lobster. There, I told you the story. And then what happens at the end of it, gentlemen? Can't remember. Third act, they have to have a boat race uh. Ah, to see if he can stay the rest of the month at his summer rental, which is owned by, that's right, Richard Crenna. Crenna. So... Who so, would go on to give us Leviathan, which is not a beach movie, but a movie I do enjoy. So, so real quick, so if we Rambo? get nothing else... No, he's in Rambo? Richard Crane, isn't he? He's in Wrongfully Accused. Isn't that the Rambo? Yes, it's the same yeah. guy. Okay, okay. Shit good Lord, you're messing, messing with me. you. So, real quick, if you get nothing else from this... Summer rental. If you do go on a beach vacation, there is at least, what, a one in six chance that you're going to have to do a boat race? At least. I mean, if the 80s taught me anything, you're going to have to do a boat race so you can stay there. And who gets to stay a month at the beach? Now, even when I was a kid, I saw Summer Rental. I couldn't couldn't understand that. And now as a grown-ass man who has one of those actual decent jobs where you get vacation. Watch this. Oh, well, God, faculty, faculty. Fuck you. There goes number four. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, this is a true story. One of my old faculty... Just posted photos, and she was like, oh, I'm going to take sabbatical, so I'll be here for 11 months. And I was like, mm. 11 months where? Uh, she is uh, on the coast of New England on a beach there. It's very nice. She owns a home there. 
And there we go. I, by the way, am not that type of faculty, nor will I ever be. All right. You (laughs) folks who love Bonehead, go to the beach. Enjoy yourselves this summer. Enjoy your family. And take Bonehead with you. And and take Bonehead with you. Play us on the beach. You can listen to 80-some episodes. If you have a long drive, we're the ones who will keep you up, will make you think of other thoughts other than the kids screaming in the back, wife won't leave you alone, or the husband won't shut up, or your... Your 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 new lover won't won't um, or the people you have tied up in the trunk. I was trying to say things that wouldn't be controversial, and now I just have to stop. The people in the trunk won't stop kicking the damn trunk because you didn't decide to kill them till you got to the beach. Well, then you, you, you just, do want to give them one last good sunset, and then you want to reenact the whole episode of Creep Show where you basically with the Leslie Nielsen and the Ted oh, dancing, yeah. and you bury them. That's a beach the movie. That's, that's a, good. a beach part of a movie. <laughs> And you want to do that, and they won't shut up. Listen to the bonehead on the way. Just turn us up a little bit. We got you here. Hold on. No, no. You've got to do We're, that as a radio DJ. Turn it up and rip the knob I'm sorry, off. Turn it up. No, no. I'll try to do it. Turn it up. Just turn it up a little bit, and we'll get you there. We're eastbound and down. <laughs> We're loaded up and trucking. Okay. Don't you worry about that hobo in the trunk. do 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 All right. Thank you so much. Go to the beach, enjoy your vacation, subscribe to you. Wear the sunscreen, because the melanoma ain't no joke. On the iTunes, on the SoundCloud, on the Spotify, on the YouTubes. Rate us and share us, and we thank you so much. All right, team.